Over the last 10 years, I've been asked uh, time and time again by heads of HR and business leaders, how do I best measure the engagement of my employees? And they kind of infer maybe I could do a survey for them or listening sessions. And I tell them, save your money and have the Gallup folks come in and do a poll of your employees. It is without a doubt it's so simple and straightforward, but I have found both in my own experience and working with clients, it is an incredible tool, not only to understand where your organization is in terms of employee engagement, but gives a roadmap for the path ahead in terms of how to have a more positive workplace. So timely conversation with everything that's happening in our world today and the dramatic shift in the workplace and people literally abandoning their jobs because they're dissatisfied. Uh, this conversation is more relevant than ever. So come on in, grab a snack, welcome. Ready. Ready. Hey, Bob. Hey, Joyce. Hi. <laughs> we are laughing because often we'll say, oh, we wish we would have been recording sooner than we had. And then, of course, now that we did that, we have nothing to say. <laughs> but <laughs> we are going to look at, I, uh, I, find, I ugh, see, I can't talk today, um, the Gallup poll on what engages employees. I kind of don't like engage. What would you say? Um, motivated. Um, I mean, I can use words to describe engage. Well, what if I think about uh, driving a car and the old stick shift showing my age once again is no, like when, <clears throat> oh, no, when you're, it, it, they are coming back when you're in gear. Uh, you're just totally connected, totally there and ready to drive, uh, you know, the vehicle. So to me, engage means I'm totally here. And I literally want to give my all because uh, of the 12 things that, uh, that Gallup identified. I didn't answer your question. Another word for engage. No, that's okay. It, I, I, and I think where I balk a little is... I want to say, and leaders, how about you? Let's let's get those. I always have this little edge of irritation, but then remember, I'm irritated today. Bob told me I was irritated today. Clear and bitey. Yeah. <laughs> Which nice, I like. nice, sharp edges. I love I it. I have sharp edges today. I don't like it when there's a hidden paradigm that says, wouldn't it, aren't these employees wonderful when they're fully engaged about what we want? You know, and how do you really get that meaningful thing from leaders on down? I want to ask this about the leaders. Do you, do you get what I mean? It also has to do with how do you make associates more engaged? How do you make the people that work in your company do something? Make them do make them be engaged uh, as opposed to co-creating engagement, something like that. I have a real stuck point with that. Stick yeah. You, you know what? Um, everything that's here, and we'll jump into it on this list, 
it's so intuitively uh, sound and correct and uh, and and almost a little bit simplistic in terms yeah. of it doesn't go into a lot of technicality and processes. <laughs> it basically say these conditions when they're present, uh, yeah, people good things are happen. Engaged. Yeah, good things happen. And um, well, okay, I was going to get preachy, but I want to avoid doing that. <laughs> go ahead, I'll get bitey if you get. <laughs> <laughs> I know you will. I'm afraid. <laughs> uh, you know, I I look at uh, you've. We've used the expression point of view to as a powerful driver for how people show up in their behavior and how they work through challenges and dilemmas. And if I think about leaders, I, I often think the point of view is about whether it be profitability or, or productivity or speeding things up or slowing things down or getting rid of uh, errors, uh, take them out of the system. And that's one point of view. And I think uh, this work that Gallup has done, the, the point of view is through people and employees and th that they come before any of the other uh, uh, important elements of managing and running a business. Oh, my gosh, there's so many. Uh, um Yes, they're intuitive. And yes, early at the at very early years of organizational development, all the studies said the same thing, except for some that were different. So it's more like how has command and control won the very air that is breathed in organizations and how to add more molecules of this. But let's, let's, Let's dig into these and okay. So let's let's go through them and and react. Uh, I'll I'll read the first one. Uh, yeah. I know what it, I know what is expected of me at work. I almost never knew, <laughs> <laughs> but I did. I you know I was ahead of training and development and succession planning and all of that. Uh, did you know what was expected of you in the OD role? Uh, it's interesting. We've used the distinction of service, uh, serving versus uh, shaping. Mm -hmm. and, and in a servicing mode, uh, meaning tasks that are ahead of me, yeah. requested have been made of me, uh, you know, I, I felt pretty clear about what was expected of me. It was the X, the X factor was what new am I bringing or mm -hmm. what questions am I asking that really provoke uh, new ideas and innovation that, that felt pretty, that felt pretty nebulous and not really demanded. I, yeah. And I don't want to, I think I did know what was expected of me and what was expected of me was to find new ways of being and, and spread them, find new ideas. So I did know actually, you know, but if I took the opposite of this and the others, so, uh, you know, I don't know what's expected of me. Uh, mm -hmm. how, how can you even begin to be productive and satisfied in what you're doing? If you're always guessing what the heck uh, I should be doing at any given time, 
I am going to use as a reference point a very, very, very intelligent woman who was working for someone rather famous and the agony she was in and not knowing what was expected. Yeah. And also not knowing if there was enough freedom to do whatever she wanted. And I'm talking an intelligent, competent, professional agony. Yep. All right. The, yeah. And I, I would say this one is pretty timeless, meaning if you were to go back uh, 10, 15, 30 years ago, I think this would always have been on Gallup's list. I think the, the new dimension is the sands are shifting so rapidly inside organizations uh, mm. and roles are being stretched and being tugged at uh, mm -hmm. in terms of contraction, expansion, new. I, I think this takes on a different uh, level of importance mm -hmm. to, to, to be able to dance in the moment if yeah. you're a leader in terms and of I, As a leader, I expect you to be able to dance. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's going to be part of the definition. Yes. Okay. Number two. I have, I have materials and equipment. I need to do my work right. Uh, the right tool uh, makes a huge difference. Um, you know, and uh, uh, yeah, I, I think this one is so important because oftentimes where we fall short is when we skimp or don't give uh, employees the best things to be able to get their jobs done. You know, this you is kind of a duh. You know what I'm what? thinking of immediately is our teachers who are out buying mm. their own materials and equipment because they're not supplied. Yeah. I'd love it's, to hear from some people that do OD in education. I tried it once. We can come back to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I totally agree. But I, I think this is one uh, that, again, is kind of timeless. Uh, um, but are you ready to go to three? Well, I'm going to add the thing that it's also, um, I've seen leaders emerge when they didn't have the materials and equipment and figured out how to get it done anyway. Hmm. So. That's, that, yeah, that's actually a great point. Um, hmm. yeah, so there's please. a re yeah, there's kind of a resourcefulness that that's yeah. needed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. So number three at work, I have the opportunity to do what I do best every day. <laughs> you know what I'm thinking of? Yeah. Uh, do you know, I don't know if I figured at what level of these they polled to come up with these. Was it all employees? Was there a delineation of leadership? I don't know. I think it's, uh, it's true and consistent right up through an organization. So whether you're a senior leader or someone who's cleaning the, uh, uh, the warehouse floor, it, it applies. Every day? That's a tough challenge. Uh, yeah. But it, but it well, must be very 
frustrating if you have a certain genius or skill and you're not able to do it every day. Um, Which is why you want to allow for opportunities to shift horizontally and vertically in an organization. But um, this has to do with competence. You know, another way to put it is, do I get to feel competent? Yes. Because being made to feel incompetent is horrible. Yeah, for sure. Okay, you read number four. In the last seven days, I've received recognition or praise for doing good work. Hmm. I'm sure that the rationale really meant seven days. And I don't know if that means, hey, good job, or thanks for cleaning the French fry basket. Um, To me, this one's about not being invisible. Uh-huh. Uh, not being seen. And uh, I think, and I'll just speak for myself, uh, so much of what I learned early in my uh, work life is to be an exception manager. So look for what's wrong and fix it uh-huh. as opposed to look what is right and, and grow it. Uh, so this, uh, you know, this once again seems like a no brainer, but oftentimes we either get so stuck on our own stuff or only see what's not right that we don't take the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking of myself as um, a boss. I don't think I was great at this because I loved the work so much. I assumed if we were doing good work, everybody knew it. I don't know. I don't think you're I not could. alone. I could have improved in that. Yeah. I would praise us as a group or allow people to share be their own pride. But no, nah, I think I wasn't. Oh, gosh. Maybe I don't want to do this activity. <laughs> 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 okay, I'll go on with five. Five. So I would say number four, I need to improve. Five. Well, you know what? I know that in the people that work for me or with me now, I praise the heck out of them. You really did. I was going to push back on you, but okay. I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm afraid of your edginess today. But yeah, I, <laughs> and, and you know what? There are many ways to demonstrate that. Um, yeah, and and it isn't just so. Thank you for you know organizing uh, your workspace. Um, you used to do it great. I mean, uh, we would work our butts off doing a uh, leadership session. And I know you remember this. You always made it a point to take the team out for a really nice meal. On, I don't on remember last that night. at all. You think a meal does it? I think I should be it, fired. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, you, know, you know what? I I had a friend uh, who was executive director who passed away in May. And he, I, he did a lot of things really well. But the one thing he did every single day was walk through every part of the business. It's all in one location uh-huh. and, and, and acknowledge people. Yeah. Um, and it, it could be like, thanks for being here today. We had volunteers. Um, you know, it, it just, you know, it's what? Cr- an art. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's, it's, it was, it was his signature strength. Um, and he wasn't just checking off the list. I'm thinking how much, not uh, private sector companies could learn from volunteer companies. 
Mm. You have got to keep your volunteers glued. And a oh, lot yeah. of it's intrinsic. But so I'm saying how smart of him to do that. And how on earth do you, let's say I'm at the, well, let's say I was, or the CEO. How do you do that across a giant company? I know there are all kinds of techno, you know, technical aid, aids to doing that now, but. Yeah, I, I, my son uh, just started with a company. He's been there about a year and he gives examples time and time again, either through, uh, you know, meetings, one-on-one uh, -on -one, mm -hmm. in a group, praising the team. Uh, he just said, I've never worked for an organization that I know how appreciated I am every day. Um, wow. And not that I need to have the boss tell me I'm doing a really good job, but having that person say that to me means a lot. Yep. And not, and what I just thought of too, and I was talking about the difference in a volunteer company, all of our yep. companies have become volunteer companies. Oh yeah. Because I quit volunteering at that job. I'm going to go volunteer. You know, the employment is voluntary. At this yeah. Point. Yeah. And, and to your point about the volunteer uh, aspect of this organization I'm a part of, if they took the Gallup uh, survey, it yeah. would be over the top, like mm. over the top. Good. So let's do the next one. Okay. Um, my supervisor, number five. My yep. supervisor or someone at work seems to care about me as a person. That seems so fundamental. I gagged to hear it, but yes. Well, you, you know, uh, what, what stands out for me in number five is it adds or someone at work. Uh, you know, so the mm -hmm. notion that it, mm -hmm. that it doesn't have mm -hmm. to fall on the boss. No, nope. uh, no. Nope. Um, hmm. Okay. Are you done gagging? No, I'm just thinking about that and how lonely and weird it would be to go to church, to church, oh, to work and not have anybody care about me as a person. Yeah. And what if you're an introvert or an isolate? It's just, that's interesting. We need to read the background on that. Yeah. Okay. Number six, there is someone at work who encourages my development. Someone. Yeah. Again. Again. I love that. You know, and, and I, I just see that as so fundamental uh, and basic, but not done enough. You know, it becomes a twice a year conversation mm -hmm. or a once a year conversation uh, as opposed to having it happen uh, seamlessly all the time, ideally. Number yeah. seven. Oh, boy, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at this from a boss's point of view and going, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, this is, you know, because, yeah, I get it. I'm getting seven. humbled. Mm -hmm. At work, my opinions seem to count. I wonder about that seam. Uh, Do they count I, or no, don't they? I, when I hear that, it means I may not get what I want every time. 
but I, I at least know that I'm heard. Got it. Got or, it. Or just, just by virtue of being asked the question, uh, what, what do you think about this? You know, I mean, it, it, so to me, it doesn't mean that you, you, they follow your prescription down to the letter right. of the law. And therefore, but, yeah. okay. I, I see that and I like that too. And I'm smiling because I just got off the phone with someone who wanted a fundamental question to ask at an exit interview. <laughs> and I, I wish I'd said, oh, look, why don't you go through these um, elements with the person to get specific? Anyway, and what yeah, I did I'll just say is ask, what do you think we need to know that we really don't know? Yeah. So maybe they'll That's get important. Okay. You know, we're, can I just, I don't want to slow us down. Sure. I know we're coming on eight. Uh, what I find so uh, powerful about uh, this statement uh, about opinions is uh, I help a lot of people in job search, uh, mm. which is a pretty tough, difficult, challenging, very lonely period for many people. And we talk about networking and most people resist either emailing or picking up the phone or texting and asking people's opinions on how they might help. And I quickly say 99.5% of the world loves to share their opinion, loves to be asked. So, you know, it's kind of like you have to get over, you know, if you're not telling them to do the work for you, you're asking their opinion, whether it be, you know, how I'm approaching my job search, what companies I'm looking at, my resume. So it just, people love, love giving advice. Good. I'm going to come back to that to get some coaching from you because I need some <laughs> advice that I'm not asking for. Okay. Um, <laughs> we're all human people. The mission or purpose of my company makes me feel my job is important. Do you care about I, well, they're saying this is what people care about. They they do care yeah. about the overall purpose. And, the, you know, frankly, that's why I loved food retailing. <laughs> I, uh, first of all, I love food, but just, uh, and to give, I'm thinking of a retreat I did with you uh, in which we didn't have an agenda, but we just, yeah. it was on dialogue and people talked for three days with no notes. But we had some guides for how to keep the discussion rich and deepening. And it was food retailers who said, we, we like to do something like this. We love doing really great developmental work for associates as our primary thing. And the food came second, which is interesting. It wasn't we love food. We want to sell good food. It was we, we love in a, being in a tough environment for doing really good people development. And I think um, Hannaford and Food Lion, name another if you know, certainly did that well. I, yeah, I, there was a very deliberate um, effort in all of our communication or changes that we were making uh, or challenges that we were confronting uh, we used to call it at Food Lion, your fraction of the action, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it sounds kind of trite, your fraction of the action, but it was, a, it was a very deliberate attempt to connect the dots so people could see where they make a difference. Okay. 
let's see. Um, number nine, my associates or fellow employees are committed to doing quality work. I'm trying to think of a time when I've been working with people that didn't, and I haven't had that time. I've been lucky. I've always worked with people who were wanting to do quality work when I was teaching inner city, when I was in the Peace Corps, public sector, private sector. Am I just blind or lucky? Well, I think it's a combination of both. Um, <laughs> I think lucky because it's interesting. Um, I have worked in teams that were committed to excellence and I've worked in teams that were committed to something else. And uh, I don't know what came first, the chicken or the egg, but typically in high demand, high quality environments, people seem to be more engaged and content and happy where when it's not about quality uh, it's about complaining and dragging down and, you know, uh, kind of moving towards the middle, which, um, you know, so I, I, this one, I, I totally agree with, uh, but I'm not sure exactly the dynamic that uh, plays out or how it plays out. And is quality work demanded? The demand of either the com competition or a boss, um, I think, raises performance. And you see that during crises of, you know, nature, hurricanes, stuff like that. Suddenly the best is coming out in everybody. This, this may be command and control uh, in my head as, as I react to what you said. I think it is somewhat demanding or the, it doesn't have to be my boss demands it. I think the culture can demand it. Um, but I, I, I think that uh, at the end of the day, um, if, if we set a standard and whether it's your department or your company, uh, I, I, I see morale and obviously business outcomes shifting based on keeping that standard right up there. I, I think the business itself creates the demand. So I don't think that's command and control. I think that's demand of reality. Do you like that? Oh, yeah. or not? And I remember um, the Boston Consulting Group coming to a top group of 150 who asked almost each person to share a peak experience at work. And yep. when they began to share them, the consultant said, oh, my gosh, <laughs> you haven't mentioned anything but real big trouble and crisis and demand. And everybody yeah. laughed and said, yeah, that's right. So people like to work at their full capacity. Most. I, I've seen yeah. it. I, I know that could be argued with, but I've seen it work in many situations. Okay, number 10. I have a best friend at work. Yes, we had a, what a team we had. Yes. Look at us talk. Look at, um, I hear from people that we worked with more than I can respond to. Mm. Yes. A best friend at work is terribly important or a colleague. I guess they know what they were saying when they said best friend. Yeah, someone no, you take I, a break, you're real with, you support one another, you can say anything. Yeah, boy, that's glue. That is glue, and I think about our that's relationship uh, 
through the years. Yep. So absolutely. So 11 yep. in the last in the last six months. So there's another very specific time period. Yeah. Someone at someone at work has talked to, to me about my progress. Yep. 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 I'm I'm one for beginning of the year, middle of the year, end of the year. Beginning of the year, set the goal, set the standard, set the demand. Middle of the year, hit hard on what needs to be improved because there's no salary connected to it. That's the developmental window. And uh, of course, on the spot feedback all the time. Yeah. And for listeners that listen every week, if I look at the last two episodes, it was all about not only our recommitting, but kind of sharpening the focus of where we were going in this partnership. Mm -hmm. So I think that was a good example. Yeah. So do you want to do a drum roll and do 12? You do it. I'm too biting. (laughs) You Uh, do it. (laughs) uh, This last year, I've had the opportunities, plural, at work to learn and grow. Yeah. A learning organization. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We've got to do a discussion about that and how I sold that at corporate. But anyway, um, I'm interested in all these things about development and relationship. And I, we have to dig up an old Gallup poll and see what they measure. Yeah, it's, you know, and, and I, I guess it's not an accident that we're having this conversation today. If I'm in HR or I'm internal OD, it'd be great to take a vertical slice, using that word again, and having people react to mm-hmm. these 12 questions. So. Yes, and especially to, I, I love doing informal, I just sniffed, sniffing. Of, as a CEO, I would have to have a vertical slice at least once a month on, with a different yeah. focus. Or I would not have enough grit to make good decisions. So, yeah. So go hey, Gallup. I love us. Go Gallup. Thank you for the great work that you do. Uh, and Joyce, anything you want to say in closing? We're at time. Shall I be bitey and. Let's see you be bitey. Yes. (laughs) You you heard this Do it or die. Go forth and do these 12 things. And if not, I'm going to see to it that your employees get very dissatisfied and decide to look for some place that does do them. So there. Was that bitey? No, it was too long. That's nice and bitey. No, it was a little bit too long. But no, you should have stopped or die. Uh, <laughs> do it or die. All right. Do, do it, it or do die. It. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Till the next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. What I appreciate so much about the Gallup methodology is they don't necessarily uh, ask the prescribed questions about uh, necessarily the work, uh, but ask questions like, do you have a friend uh, at work? Uh, uh, Would you recommend XYZ Company as a place that you want to come work? And those questions are asked because of the years and years of research that they've done uh, to really qualify the questions that they ask. So hopefully today was 
a worthwhile conversation. We appreciate you showing up. And until the next time, be well and be safe.